This is the Mutual Audio Network. Shut up and listen. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Poe Green and the Ghost Machine is a serial narrative, a story told episode by episode. Consequently, your listening journey would best be begun at the beginning. That's Poe Green and the Ghost Machine, episode one. It is the year 2016, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong. And those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives each week to broadcast from a South Seas barge, crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude Alchemy. Greetings, listeners. It's me, your dutiful narrator, coming to you from the big house. Listen, I'm sorry if I came across a little whiny last episode. You know, I'm actually adjusting quite nicely. Let me give you a piece of advice. If you ever find yourself incarcerated, immediately find the biggest, scariest, toughest inmate and offer your body to him. Just submit instantly. With any luck, you'll end up like me, getting tossed around like currency by a group of white supremacists until finally you find yourself the property of a mid-ranking skinhead named Lolo. Now, I don't agree with him at all ideologically, but he's actually a very nice guy. Yeah, and a perfect gentleman when it comes to forcible face tattoos. (laughs) He even holds my hand while the other nine members of his hate group pin me to the ground and chisel anti-Zionist propaganda into my forehead, skull, and cheeks. <laughs> oh. Anyway, more importantly, he's a big fan of the show and encourages my narrating. In fact, uh, he thinks I'm underutilized and underrated, which I have to say is a sentiment with which I agree completely. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so nice to have a little support. A little support for once. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, onward with the next episode of Poe Green and the Ghost Machine. Poe Green and the Ghost Machine is brought to you by advertisements. Tired of living in a blissful state devoid of desire? Ready to fill your mind with lust for empty promises? Looking to conform to the lie of the American dream? Give advertisements a try! When last we left our transcendental tinkerer, he was in his shed, where he had unlocked the ghostly voice box of Harold, the local wraith known for skulking about Poe's father's general store. Uh, uh, speaking of Pa Green, he was none too happy about something, 
and came tearing out of the store like a drunken hurricane. Oh, oh, where the hell are you? Oh my god. Oh my sweet god, I can speak. I can speak. I never thought I'd be able to speak ever again. La, 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 la. Oh, my voice. <laughs> yes! I can speak! I can say! I can speak! Shut the hell up, will you? What's that racket? Uh, nothing, Pa. Hey, what's the big idea? Shh! Shut up! Stay out of sight! We can't have Pa finding out about this! Oh, open this door. Better not be doing what I caught you doing the last time you locked yourself in the shed. No, Pa, it's not that. Hold on, I, I can't get the door open. Uh-huh. No, seriously, the knob, it's all slippery. Hey, watch your sinner's mouth. No, I mean the crank is all jacked up. Have some self-control. No, uh, I can't get it. Hold on, maybe if I stick my finger in the keyhole. Always worked for me. There. Whew. Sorry about that, Pa. No matter how hard I tried, it just wouldn't budge. In my day, we didn't budge unless we were told to, and then only under direct supervision. Yes, sir. Now what the hell did you close the shop for? It's an hour yet till closing. Sorry, Pa. I needed to grab some supplies. Didn't want to leave the counter unattended. Supplies? Supplies? What the hell kind of supplies are you getting at? Whiskey. All right, then. Good job. Give me that. Ugh, suppose it don't matter none. None of this matters. The day of reckoning is almost upon us. Is he gone? Yeah. Well, then, as I was saying... <laughs> I can speak! I can speak! I can finally tell you what I've always wanted to tell you! You! My savior, my liberator, my champion! Oh? What's that? The way you chew is really obnoxious. What? I've been eerily watching you in silence since you were a kid, and you chew like a steer. You should really try to stop that. Okay. Now don't get upset. It's just been driving me crazy all these years. Whew! Thank God that's off my chest. Oh, and you mispronounced the word across. It's not across. It's across. Across, across, across. Okay, no I got it. Anything else? Yes, tons. I mean, what the hell's going on with the eyebrows, man? Seriously, they're everywhere. They're just everywhere. Oh, okay, that's enough. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. In all, in all seriousness, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm liberated. This invention of yours, it's gonna change everything. Well, you're welcome, I guess. Harold? Actually, point of note, my name is actually Gerald. Uh, close to the whole Harold thing. Not sure how you got that. Uh, but yeah, oh Gerald. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. No, no. Do I'm not, so embarrassed. Do not. I mean, all these years and to your face. And how, how could you know? How could you know? Well, I don't... I you guess could, I should... You could... I, let's just start just assumed. Over. Let's start mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Gerald, Gerald Cockburn. Nice to meet you. So, what made you create this thing, anyway? Well, it was some time ago when I was just a kid, maybe 16 years old. I would see you people, you spirits, wandering all around the town. Seemed like everybody had gotten used to you. Well, not me. Every time I saw one of you, I just I had to stare. You all always looked so desperate. 
If you looked long enough, you could see that desperation coming through your eyes. Well, one day I was in a store in the center of town. McGonagall's distinguished ladies clothier. Pa hadn't been drinking as bad back then, and our general store wasn't quite so empty all the time. We had run out of ladies' undergarments, and he sent me in to try and shoplift a few pairs. He wanted extra large, the kind that runs up snugly between the ass cheeks, he used to say. Oh, hold on, this, uh, this was for customers. Yeah, it's funny. I never saw hardly any ladies come in our shop, least of all ones looking for underwear. But somehow we kept running out, and Pa kept sending me to steal more. Not sure why he didn't just place a catalog order like he did for everything else. Anyway, I crept in the back, found a little shelf of extra-large floral-patterned underpants. Nothing too gaudy. Pa said it was better to be tasteful, sensible, but the most important thing was for it to wedge snugly between your ass... You mentioned that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was grabbing a handful of the things when this woman came bursting in. She nearly scared me half to death. First, I thought it was the owner of the shop. She came right up to me and stared in my face. That's when I realized she was... Well, like you. A man? No, a ghost! Oh, yes. It was her eyes. They were so wild and desperate and beautiful. I could tell she wanted to talk to me. Wanted to tell me something. Me! I don't think a living woman had looked at me half as interested in my whole life, but there she was, staring at me, like I was the most important thing in the world. In that moment, I realized I would have given my soul to hear what she had to say. Wow. So you fell in love with a ghost? Not exactly. It's a good thing that didn't work out, Poe. Do you realize what happens? When a living man mates with a ghost woman? No one's talking about mating, Harold. Uh, Gerald, Do you uh, realize what would happen? Oh, come on. Don't be stupid. Do you realize? No. What? <laughs> Nothing, you idiot. It's like fucking air. Oh, we don't have bodies, you moron. You'd have better luck sticking it in this conveniently located shed hole. And from the looks of it, I'm not the first one here to have that idea. Would you please? Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, shut up. Guess you don't want to hear about the origins of us ghost people and the periodic seismic events which imminently threaten mankind's very existence. Wait, what are you talking about? Well, it all started 24 years ago. All right, hold on. What? No, no, I can't hear you. No direct interaction. La, 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 la. See? (laughs) Now look. If we're going to have a veritable expository orgy here, you might as well let, I don't know, the narrator do some of it? Well, it's written so the characters themselves can reveal. Yes, I know how it's written, face. I'm saying it's a dumb move. We're going to reveal huge chunks of backstory, and you want to let these two-bit hicks ramble incessantly, but you don't want to hear from the professional whom you employ for this specific task? For now. What? What? Nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, I guess maybe we can make a little adjustment if it'll make you feel better about yourself. Oh, 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 yeah, I feel just dandy about myself, you dick penis. I am not, however, feeling so hot about rude alchemy and my place therein at the moment. (sighs) Uh Uh-huh. Did you just tune me out? Did you just tune me out? Oh, I swear to... Am I crazy, or am I being marginalized at every turn? You know, it's just like what Lolo says. I am being massively undervalued. Why, if I have to sit back Okay, and... okay, here. What the hell is this? It's a rewrite. Did, did you just write this now? Yeah. 
I mean, it was so quick. Well, my job title is writer, so I guess I kind of figured I'd just shut my big stupid goddamn mouth and do my motherfucking job without complaining like a beady-eyed attention-seeking whore. Oh. Huh. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks. Please don't talk to me anymore. Okay, let's give this a whirl. When Harold passed away some 24 years earlier, he seemed to get stuck between the worlds. One half of him was in the temporal world, the other in the realm of the dead. He felt torn and frustrated by his inability to cross over. He felt great sadness, sadness for his lost love, who he could see but not reach. Anyway, Harold was part of a great event that... That, uh... Hmm. Hey, uh... I'm sorry. What? I really feel like we should hear more about that lost love thing, you know? It, It really sounded interesting. Oh, you think so, huh? Yeah, I mean, why would you tease something that compelling and then not let the audience in on it at all? Huh, well, uh, funny you should mention it, because I actually have that whole story right here. Oh, hey, hey, hey. What the hell are you doing? Hmm? This? Oh, I'm just ripping the entire Harold Love subplot to shreds because it's delivered by Harold himself in an expository monologue, and since we have a professional narrator who would never want to use something like that... Hey, hey, come on, come on, come on. Hey, guy, guy, wait, wait. Listen. Just give it to me. No. Listen, hey, we're all on your side. You made your point. You did. Now just give it to me. No! 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 What the hell are you doing? No. Are you eating the paper? You'll never get it! You'll never get it! It's gone! Gone! <laughs> <sighs> Jesus, okay, yeah, uh... Well, I guess we'll just have to speculate about Harold's lost love. I mean, it wasn't that great of an idea anyway, right? <laughs> Folks, oh, a ghost condemned to watch the love of his life grow old before his very eyes. Boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boring, boring stuff. <laughs> ah, f- who am I kidding? We would have won a cock-sucking parsec award for that shit. Fuck. Oh, you know what? Screw this. I'm going back to my cell. Lolo and I were planning to just have a chill evening in with some toilet wine and new fish taunting. I don't need this shit. Narrator out. So anyway, you were saying? Yeah, uh, real quick point of point of order, uh-huh. actually, um, before we move on. Everybody keeps calling me Harold. I just want to be perfectly clear. I, it is Gerald is my name. Gerald. Gerald Cockburn. If everybody could just note that, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Okay. These guys. <clears throat> okay, so anyway, moving on. Uh, of course, you're aware of the seismic event that occurred 24 years ago. Yeah? The uh, Earth opening, thousands dead, blah, 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 blah. Well, I died just before that all happened. And when it did, I crossed back over to this side. Although, not all the way. I can, I can still see the other side, Poe. In glimpses, anyway. I, I, I can see what's coming. What's that? The event. It wasn't the only one. It, it was the start of a cycle. Every 25 years, another one occurs. I, I'm not sure exactly, but we could be weeks or even days away. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Well, what are these events? What do they mean? Well, 
<laughs> I kind of hate to admit this, but, um... What? It's embarrassing. <laughs> Go on. Well... When I died, I didn't exactly go straight to this weird limbo I'm in now. Oh my god. You went to heaven. Well... Oh, Harold. (sighs) Yeah. You know, you embezzle millions of dollars from one children's cancer ward and poof, straight to hell. (laughs) Anyway, I heard things while I was there. Beelzebub. He's working hard to release himself from his prison and devour the Earth. These seismic events, they're making it happen. But your invention, it could change all of that. How? Don't you see? With your invention... Poe! Poe! Oh, hell! It's Rafe! Hide, would you? I'll get rid of him. Poe! Out here, Rafe, in the shed! Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish up. I'll give you some privacy. No, no! Oh, I get it. Sure, I'll help you out. <clears throat> Do you want me to describe the time Mrs. Colored saw your ding-a-ling again? I <laughs> know shame does it for you. No, damn it, Rafe. I'm not doing that. I'm working out here. Now, what do you want? Well, excuse me. Mister, I'm going to work on my special project instead of spending time with my friends. Jesus, Rafe. We spend a hell of a lot of time together. And all this jealousy, this hounding, this drama about you and me not being together more, well, frankly, it's a little homoerotic. You know what? Fine. If wanting to spend every waking hour with my best friend, wanting to feel him next to me, wanting to inhale his scent and giggle at his jokes is homoerotic, then fine. I guess I'm being homoerotic. Now, Rafe, don't be like that. Nope. Nope. You've made yourself very clear. I guess I'll just take this picnic lunch I spent hours preparing and throw it down the well, along with this flyer for an antique show I was hoping we could peruse in town together. (sighs) All right. Hold on. Let me show you what I've been working on. Your secret project? Your show me? Do you really mean that? Yeah, hell, why not? What are friends for? Oh, well, they're for lots of things. Back rubs, skipping, whispering, light, playful caresses. Just get in the shed! Look here. I call this my ethereal animatizer. Oh, you don't want to hear this long-ass description again. So, suffice it to say, Poe explained the specter-speechifying apparatus to his friend. Yes, I'm back. Turns out Lolo had a meeting with his hate group friends tonight, so no toilet wine and chill. (sighs) I know, I know. He told me about the meeting last week, and I said it was fine, but he just always seemed so eager to leave, you know? He barely asked how my day was, and I was already in a vulnerable state, what with my dust-up with the writers. It's it's fine. No, no, really, it's it's fine. He didn't mean it, you know, I... And I really don't want to be one of those bitches who stops his big from going out and having fun with the guys. But I do have needs. Anyway, Poe told Rafe about his invention. Wow, well that that's amazing. Sounds like a neat idea. Idea? What do you mean? It works. You mean to tell me you think that thing's really gonna allow a ghost to speak? <laughs> that's crazy talk. Come on, let's trade back rubs. I'll go first. No, Rafe. Look, Harold, will you come out here? Ugh, those damn ugly things always give me the creeps. Well, you're no prize yourself. And Poe, for the last time, it's Gerald. 
Well, I'll be damned. See, I told you. You did it. Oh, you actually did it. Yep. All these years. <laughs> I can't believe it. I-, I never thought I'd actually see the day. Well, nice to know you believed in me. And here I thought they kept me in this shithole town as a punishment, but they were right. You really were on to something. They? What the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, silly me. I'm from the Office of Incorporeal Management. I'll need to confiscate this device immediately. Will Rafe steal the device? Will Beelzebub unleash his horror upon the world? Will the masturbation shed finally get some use? Find out next time on Poe Green and the Ghost Machine. Poe Green and the Ghost Machine is brought to you by how right you are all the time. Whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, or simply in your own head, you can rest easy knowing that the political, religious, or philosophical position you are perpetuating is absolutely, infallibly right in every possible way, despite the fact that you've spent almost no time, energy, or serious study learning about the topic and your opinion is in no way subject to the burden of logic or reason because it seems pretty popular to say what you're saying, so f*** it. A lot of people agree with you, so that means you're right, right? right? And what's more important than being right? Nothing. Certainly not facts, not knowledge, not intellectual honesty nurtured by a healthy, respectful, and informed debate. Just shut them up. They're wrong and evil, so shut them the hell up. Silence the dissenters. Kill them. Burn them. Take away all they hold dear. Kill! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, you'll never guess what the sweetest, kindest, most romantic prison cellmate did for me tonight. You know how I thought Lolo was out at a gang meeting? How I thought he seemed very distracted? Well, he was because he was planning a surprise for me to celebrate my one-month incarceration. He thought of everything. Toilet wine, commissary candy, keister dope, hand-drawn pornography. Why... He even had a prison guard I didn't like shivved by a smack fiend right before lights out. Oh, I'm absolutely floating on air. I feel like Cinderella. Well, I just came to sign off. I better be getting back to my cell now. (laughs) Good night. Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. Poe Green and the Ghost Machine story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Hodgkin as lead story editor. This episode written and edited by Mr. Werdner, featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing of Creative Commons sound effects attributions, visit rudealchemy.com slash attributions. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content, including blooper reels from every season, visit rudealchemy.com slash support. And finally, another installment of Brendan's Jokes. In this segment, I'll read an original joke written by my wonderful four-year-old son, Brendan. Okay, let's see here. Why did Mommy's friend Steve cross the road? I don't know, Brendan. Why did Mommy's friend Steve cross the road? (laughs) To teach me how to swing a baseball bat and tell me he loves me. Huh. I don't get it.
Oh well, he's trying, folks. He's trying. Good night. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. Music